You're listening to The Podcast. Right now, you may be sitting at home wondering when hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes will reappear on store shelves. And as you connect that garden hose to your bathroom sink, then snake it under your toilet seat to create a makeshift bidet, the real thing you're wondering is, why did they take all the toilet paper? And while we may never get an answer to that eternal question, you can be forever grateful that our current pandemic wasn't created by the writers behind some of our favorite science fiction shows. So now that you have that bidet in place and the water temperature set to lukewarm, trust me, you'll want to check that. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Sit back, get comfortable, and let's check out some viruses that we are grateful exist somewhere in the future, in another reality, or on the other side of the universe. You aren't going to want to miss this video. And if you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please do so now. Give us a thumbs up if you like it, and also click the notification bell to never miss a show. But there's nothing rational about this. Who needs rational when your toes curl up? Also, stay tuned until the end of the video so you can see how to get your very own quarantine and chill design from the funny artists at MixTees.com, who are all sitting around wearing these shirts and binging Netflix as we speak. Science fiction shows just love to bust out a good virus when looking for new ways of punishing the worlds they create. For the sake of this video, we'll stay away from the obvious zombie brain-eating viruses. Sorry Walking Dead and Z Nation. No, for this video, we'll be looking up into the heavens and far away, safely fantasizing about things not destroying some version of planet Earth. So here are five viruses that we are glad are science fiction instead of science fact. And make sure you stick around to the end to see if we covered one that gives you the heebie-jeebies. Star Trek's Klingon Augment Virus What could be worse than getting killed by an out-of-control virus? How about being turned into a monster by one? Think of those poor Klingons being horribly transformed into hideous-looking humans. Put it on, viewer. It's working. Let me see. Oh. Human females are so repulsive. Mm. Well, for this to properly terrify you, you need to imagine that this virus turns you into a Klingon and you'll be forced to eat ga for the rest of your life. Yuck. But if you were a Klingon in 2154, this was no laughing matter. The Augment virus spread quickly, infecting millions, and threatened to wipe out the Klingon race completely. My Targ won't even recognize me. While most viruses are totally unavoidable as a result of natural evolution or chomping on a tasty bat, the Klingons could have totally avoided the plague that nearly wiped out their civilization. After human augments easily took over a bird of prey, the Batleth-wielding warriors decided to bioengineer their own enhanced warriors using DNA from genetically modified human embryos left over from Earth's eugenic wars. Little did our Kalos-loving empire realize, a small side effect of their creation would be a loss of their forehead ridges and alterations to their personalities. They are Klingons, and it is a long story. Some kind of genetic engineering? A viral mutation? We do not discuss it with outsiders. Yes, the Klingon test subjects did develop enhanced strength and intelligence, but they were also starting to look like humans. 
And if that wasn't terrifying enough, the test subjects started dying agonizing deaths when the foreign DNA created a neural system breakdown. And while this sounds bad, up to this point, it was still a controlled experiment unaffecting the rest of the empire. But then Klingon researchers enhanced a test subject who, unknown to them, was infected with the Levidian flu. And as we all know, that pesky flu virus can have a mind of its own. During the augmentation process, the flu merged with the augment DNA and the carefully controlled experiment turned into an epidemic. And like any reasonable government that realizes they can't stop the pandemic, the Klingon Empire launched into a sterilization program to destroy all their infected planets. I bet you're glad you aren't Klingon right now. Luckily, Starfleet intervened. A cure was found and distributed throughout the Empire, resulting in millions of disfigured Klingons. Better than death, though, right? Either death or dishonor will visit us this day. Stargate's Ori Virus. It's one thing for a person to be looking for answers and get tricked into joining a cult. Again. Seth, Seth is life. Seth, Seth is happiness. But what happens when the cult comes looking for you? That's exactly what happened to the residents of PBX-412, who were just the latest target of a malevolent race of aliens called the Ori. But the Ori weren't satisfied with getting everyone to drink the Kool-Aid. They wanted their victims to want to drink the Kool-Aid. Their method of delivery? A messenger called a prior, who brought with them the teachings of origin and something that makes smallpox look well, small. Residents of the planets the Prior visited would fall victim to the powerful effects of a plague that had all the symptoms of a superflu virus. The message from the Ori was clear. If every man, woman, and child didn't bow down and accept origin as their new religion, the consequences would be the death of the entire population. And people thought Catholics in the New World were pushy. Needless to say, the method was effective. The Priors conquered world after world for the Ori. That is, until they got to Earth. Daniel Jackson to the rescue? Not this time. With the help of a few awesome aliens, including our favorite Jaffa Tilk and the knowledge of the ancients, the plague was stopped and Earth protected. And what does any disease-wielding, religion-thumping messenger do when his biological weapon no longer works? That's right, he takes his alien Bible and goes home. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lewis Gossett Jr. Jafar! Talk about take hey, What? What? <laughs> you heard me! I said Cree! Battlestar Galactica's Cylon Virus. Why can't artificial intelligence and humans get along? Is it like kids who have to prove to their parents that they are better than them or what? When it comes to galactic space invaders, it's usually us humans shoving a virus where the alien sun doesn't shine. Isn't that right, Jeff Goldblum? Good night. Well, in the case of Battlestar Galactica 2004 to 2009, it's humans who have to worry about a virus. And not the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, aching, coffee and stuffy head fever sort of virus either. This is a machine virus and it comes courteous of the cybernetic life form nodes humans created. Of course, you know them as Cylons. 
Imagine being at home right now and the only thing keeping you from being attacked by cybernetic soldiers is that your computer isn't connected to the internet. And as soon as you connect to the web and click on your favorite podcast video, those cybernetic creations will hit you with a virus, shut down your defenses and attack. Yikes, no internet. No wonder Commander Adama is always so grumpy. Because the toasters and skin jobs computing and robotic technologies are far superior to their creators, their use of viruses to shut down the colonial defense mainframe nearly results in the extinction of humankind. And what causes these single-minded, sentient artificial intelligence to want to exterminate the human race? Apparently religion. Oh my God, are you God? Possible. Sometime after becoming self-aware, the Cylons developed a religion that considered humans to be sinful and flawed creations who didn't deserve to survive. But Cylons and other artificial intelligence will learn quickly that karma is a real thing when they become infected by an encephalitis virus that is no longer lethal to humans. And while neither the humans nor the Cylons seem to be able to finish one another off, as we all know, they would eventually find their way to a mostly non-lethal, virus-free conclusion. Are you alive? Serenity's Pax Virus. Would a government release a virus into a populace in an attempt to control them? Let's hope not, since we're currently making this video from our government-ordered quarantine. Hmm. It comes from China. But for the citizens under the control of the Interplanetary Alliance, being controlled is only the beginning. While it was our goal to only cover viruses from science fiction TV shows, we decided Serenity was basically a movie-based version of the only season of Firefly. And since the show was stupidly canceled after only one season in 2003, I'm trashed. Firefly is worth breaking the rules for. And the Pax virus they had to endure, well, let's just say we hope our future Disney overlords don't get any crazy ideas. With the Alliance's desire to control the entire solar system, their effective control measures become extreme and cruel. Whether trying to turn children into weapons against their enemies, or psychologically reprogramming their people in an effort to control them better, the Alliance will stop at nothing for total domination. But what they did on the planet of Miranda was over the top. The Alliance was so horrified by what they had done, they tried to hide the planet to cover up the horror. The crew of the Serenity were able to follow clues to find the planet that was now considered fictional to most citizens. They learned that the Alliance had added an experimental chemical compound to the air processors on Miranda. This G23 Paxilon hydrochlorate was intended to calm the population of the planet and remove aggression to make them easier to control. And it worked, but it worked too well. 99.9% .9 of the population became so lethargic, they stopped working, talking, and eventually moving. Sort of like Brian after a large pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I'm in danger! But on Miranda, they stopped moving for so long, they just laid there and allowed themselves to die. The remaining 0.1% of the 30 million people on the planet had the opposite reaction to the Pax virus. They became mindlessly violent and extremely aggressive. These animalistic humans became known as Reavers, and they lived on the fringes of civilized space, looking for humans to rape, torture, kill, and eat. And we thought Ga was bad. Although it cost them dearly, 
the Serenity crew would eventually broadcast the truth to everyone in the solar system, uncovering the Alliance's horrific experiment. Take that, Alliance, and Firefly, keep flying. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. Star Trek Borg Nanoprobe Virus We had to save our favorite virus for last. The Borg are fascinating, complicated, and terrifying by themselves. But when you give them an assimilation virus that could turn half of a planet into drones before anyone realized what was happening, well, that's just next-level scary. The nanoprobe virus was created by the Borg Queen in 2375 as a way to gradually assimilate the human race after failing to do it directly twice. Her plan would be to detonate a biogenic charge in Earth's atmosphere and let the virus infect everyone on the planet without putting up a fight. But first, she would need the help of our favorite Borg, Seven of Nine, whom the Borg Queen captured during the Star Trek Voyager episode, Dark Frontier. Planetary virus aside, Borg assimilation alone already has a very virus feel to it. Once the nanoprobes get inside of you, they infect your entire body and black webs sprout under your skin. The nanoprobes then create implants in your body and link your mind to the hive and you fall under the control of the collective. We won't even go into the amputating limbs, a painful eyepiece, or the fact that you're gonna lose all your hair. Yeah, you save money on haircuts, and you don't have to think for yourself anymore, which is sometimes nice, but that's not a fair trade for being turned into a techno-space zombie. Hey, we did include zombies. In the end, Seven of Nine refused to help the Queen prepare the nanoprobe virus to target humanity. Her decision not only saved humanity, but solidified her choice to remain an individual and say goodbye to the collective forever. Star Trek fans say thank you. So what did you think of our choices for best science fiction viruses? Can you think of some others we missed? Which ones are your favorite? Let's talk about it in the comments below. And if you come across any extra toilet paper, can you send it to your favorite YouTube channel? No, not Game Theory. Okay, your second favorite channel. Also, check out this graphic design at MixTees.com, as well as other pandemic-inspired designs. Sometimes laughter is the only medicine available. Get 20% off your purchase by using coupon code THEPOPCAST. The link is in the description below. Don't want this video to end? Visit us at the Popcast Live YouTube channel and learn all of the behind the scenes on this video and others. Until next time. Going on a year now, I ain't had nothing. Twix my nethers weren't run on batteries. Oh, God. I can't know that. I could stand to hear a little more. <laughs>